coming up on this episode of Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. In part one, we talked with Andy O about his move to Tulsa from Wichita, his exploits and stunts on the air, and some of his favorite characters on his popular Tulsa morning radio show on KVOO. In this episode, part two with Andy O, we talk about him saving lives with an on-air bet. We hear about the then-Tulsa Mayor Bill LaFortune proclaiming it Morning Love Fest Day. And back in 2006, a man was laying in wait under cars and licking women's toes. 20-minute music man Gene Hetherington wrote a song about it. We'll hear that, too. All this and more coming up on Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Welcome to the Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton podcast. Brought to you by Mojo Merchandise. Join radio veteran Rick Hampton and his guests for informative and entertaining discussions as they take you behind the scenes, behind the stories, behind the music, and more. Originating from the Big Daddy Studios, it's time to go behind the mic, and here's your host, Rick Hampton. Hey, thanks, Candace. Welcome into part two of my conversation with Andy O. We've talked about his on-air run with KVOO, some of his exploits on air, his cast of characters on the morning show, including a future guest of Behind the Mic, Steve Jackson, as the voice of Johnny Pinto, rescuing puppies, and even heard from country music great, the outlaw, Waylon Jennings. Speaking of country music greats and just great people in general, Andy, let's kind of pick up where we left off. We were talking about your influences in your life and the KVOO greats. In the history of KVOO, there's a few names that pop out at me, the people that have worked there. The names like Gene Autry, yep. who worked there for a time. Yep. Uh, Paul Harvey. Yes. Uh, Bob Wills, of course, and Billy Parker. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are to me the the Mount Rushmore of KVOO, you know, right. of the whatever it is now, uh, almost hundred year history of mm-hmm. KVOO. And you know, we, Billy was came along in the early seventies and has been the godfather of KVOO ever since. And he's just a he's a national treasure as far as I'm concerned. I agree. I agree with that. What is your favorite moment? If you could think of one. Because uh, you said you've been kind of trying to think of some things. Yeah. So if you could pin down one favorite moment, though, from your radio career, what would that be? I would say that uh, my favorite moment was probably one of the most uh, uh, trying moments as well. And that was the show that we did the day after the Oklahoma City bombing. Mm. You know, because that was something that we were all just like what is going on in Oklahoma? I mean, how did this happen in Oklahoma? We just were all stunned and shocked, and and it was such a tragic thing. And I went on the air the next morning, of course, you know, with my goofy talk about kids and, you know, goofy stuff radio show and had to figure out, okay, what do we do here today? What are we going to do here today? Because this is a serious thing, and how do we approach this? Do we ignore it? Do we talk about it? What do we do? I remember just opening up the phone lines and just saying, hey, this, let's just talk about this. Tell me what you think. Let's talk this thing out. And people were calling. Uh, they were crying. They were saying, how can this happen to these kids? We were just consoling each other for three hours on the radio, playing music that kind of like, you know, if tomorrow never comes and things that kind of fit the moment mm-hmm. and just had a group session on the radio that morning. And that to me was the most important thing that I think I ever did on the radio. What year did you actually leave the first time? I don't remember. You <laughs> remember? I do, yeah. It was uh, KBO has a way of sucking you back yeah, in, you know? Yeah, I've been sucked back a few times. Yeah. I first, we sold the radio stations in, I believe it was late 99. Yes. And um, I stayed on uh, for two years into 2001. And I actually gave my two weeks notice, uh, which one day I just got mad and quit. Uh, I don't remember what it was about, something stupid, but I uh, I gave the the notice to where my last day was going to be September 11, 2001. Yeah. 
that was going to be my last day. And they said, I'll go ahead and pack your stuff up and go home now. So I did. I was already kind of a funk because I had left and didn't know what I was going to do. And then that happened, to, you know, 2000. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like really weird. Uh, and I didn't have that outlet that I had during yeah. the Oklahoma City bombing to go on yeah. and kind of commiserate with the listeners, you know, which I missed that opportunity because mm-hmm. it did me as much good as it did them, I think. Then I was out for about a year, went to Cool 106 for a year, which I, you know, I'd been in country music my whole life and didn't understand that music. I'd play Sam and Dave and say, hey, we got to get those guys to town next week or something. It's one of these days. And they say, well, he's been dead for 30 years. And I was like, oh, oh like, I guess whoops. I don't know anything about this music, do I? <laughs> and, uh, and then went back in 2000 to 2008 at KVOO with Gene and Sonny. Well, let's stop right there and talk about Andy O, Gene and Sonny. Uh, when you came back, um, you had a different cast with Gene and Sonny, and it was kind of a different show as well. You worked through a lot of funny bits, had a lot of great stuff, and we'll talk about one of those here in just a bit with the 20-Minute Music Man. But the three of you uh, really had a great show going. Let's talk a little bit about the Morning Love Fest. Which the uh, Corporate so guys told us, don't call this the Love Fest anymore. It sounds like a hippie show. And I said, well, yeah. Yeah, it kind of is. Well, it kind <laughs> of is, right. It built on what you had built on with uh, the Andy O, uh, with Heather, and right. and uh, with all the, uh, all the other guys. And then, you know, there was that break, and then it came back. And then next time, it was Andy O, Gene, and Sonny. It was different, but yet the same in the aspect of you kept it real. And ultimately, you know, the Morning Love Fest was one of those phrases that they kept telling you to stay away from. Please don't use that. We're branding. We're doing this. We're doing that. But yet most people remember that more than they remember right. Andy O'Gene and Sonny. Right. Well, good morning. We told you all day that uh, we heard Mayor Bill of Fortune was coming in today. And we're not sure if it's for the Gene's parking tickets. <laughs> Is it the parking tickets? Or know. what it might be. But he's here this morning. Say good morning to Bill of Fortune. Hello, Bill. Good morning, Tulsa. Well, um, Bill, I understand that today we have some paperwork or something for us. Is that right? Well, you know, one of the things mayors do that's that's very important is mayors uh, proclaim certain things in in honor of certain people to achieve great things. Hmm. Yeah, I saw this on The Wizard of Oz. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happened there, too. So we we get requests all the time for proclamations for for, to to name a day in the honor of some person or to uh, have a special recognition for someone who's achieved great things. So I have a proclamation today for some people who have achieved great things by bringing love to the city of Tulsa because there is... What the old song says, you know, what the world needs now is love. It's one thing we got too little of. That's it. And you all do it. And I tell you, you're really coming off of Easter, too, thinking about... Jesus and the resurrection and what was his whole message uh, was love. It was that Positive. simple. Thank you guys are in pretty good company there. Yeah. So let yeah. me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We so don't often me, hear uh, that connection, right. but we're always we'll, glad we'll, we'll if people make can it make it. it. Right. Yeah, we'll make it for you. But I have a special proclamation if you let me read. Mayor okay. Bill of Fortune. Are you ready? Here yeah. we go. It reads as follows. Whereas Sonny, Gene, and Andy have continuously spread love throughout northeastern Oklahoma and done their part to contribute to global peace from 530 to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, and whereas their lightheartedness and infectious laughter have brightened the days of thousands of Tulsans every morning, and whereas Sonny smells good and has the <laughs> biggest hair in the Tri County area, and whereas Gene has more hair than a, and I'm jealous than a man of his age is entitled to, if he do, but less good sense. <laughs> 
have been accused of that. Yeah. And where Andy O spreads enough bull to keep green country green. <laughs> now, therefore, I, Bill the Fortune, mayor of the city of Tulsa, do hereby proclaim the KVOO Morning Love Fest as Tulsa's official ambassadors of love. Oh, All right. man. Now, I'll present that to you, Andy. Thank Here you very go. much, Mayor of Fortune. We really, that means a lot yeah, to us. Really it really put that up. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so buddy. much. Well deserved. And yeah, we appreciate yes. you taking time out of your busy schedule to come in. It's and great to be again, here. Again, you got nothing but the thumbs up from us. I appreciate right. that. That's appreciate right. that. And about those parking tickets. Uh, uh, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 can't do that. Um, yeah, that was a, you know, those are two very talented people. Sonny's still there, of course. Uh-huh. And uh, Gene was a super talented guy. I mean, one of the one of the best producers you know, audio producers that I've ever met. I yeah. mean, the guy is super creative. And uh, Well, and a lot of people don't know behind the scenes, you know, he was responsible for a lot of the commercials oh, and yeah. things like that, too. I mean, you heard his voice constantly, and if you didn't hear his voice, you certainly heard his work. Right. You know, And he lot. used to do things like the little 20-minute music man we used to do, yes. where, where people would call up with a subject matter, and he'd write a song in 20 minutes and sing it on the air and stuff. And that's just talent, you know. He's, and I'll never forget the one song he did that I thought was really funny was uh, back when we had the judge in Sepulpa that was using yes. a certain pump during... Uh, <laughs> yes. And it was wasn't a water pump or an air pump right uh, during mm-hmm. uh, during court and gene did a song to the tune of monster mash which was he used a pump it was the judge's pump it was a pump he was plumping his chump or something like that <laughs> yes. i don't remember the whole yes. details but yeah but it was uh, really funny he's a funny guy the one that i remember was back in 2006 um and a tulsa woman had gone on TV and warned other women about a creepy encounter uh, at 81st and Lewis. She was at the Tulsa Walmart. She was loading her groceries into the car, and she said she felt something lick her toes. Yeah, it was in a Walmart parking lot. Yes. He was hiding under cars, and women would come to get in their car, and he'd start sucking their toes. Yeah. And how could you not write a song about well, that? Well, of course. <laughs> I mean, that's just begging for a song. Here's another throwback track. From Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Underneath this fan, I wish I had the passions of a natural man. Why the urge? God only knows. I'm waiting for a gal so I can lick her toes. Dang me, dang me. Can't resist a set of cute phalanges. Something like a cute physique. Lord, it's licking toes for me. I just can't control my liquor. Wonder if AA has a program for that. Well, a shrink came to visit me the other day. She said, I wonder what's making you feel this way. Well, I'm glad you asked, I said with a smile. Won't you take your shoes off and stay a while? Dang me, dang me. Can't resist a set of cute phalanges. Some men like a cute physique. Lord, it's licking toes for me. Why don't you just make yourself comfortable? I'll get something for my liquor cabinet. Well, the ankle bone's connected to the foot bone, and the foot bone's connected to the toes. Why do I think toes are so much fun? I can't help it, I'm a toe-licking son of a gun. Dang me, dang me, can't resist a set of cute phalanges. Some in like a cute physique. Mercy Lord, it's toes for me. That is a behind-the-mic throwback track. 
with the 20-minute music man called the Toe Liquor Song. And you know, Andy, it was a genius concept, no pun intended. He was a karaoke singer, so yeah. he had a karaoke library. So he would take the, you know, write the lyrics and then mm-hmm. just get the karaoke song and sing it. And it was great, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'd always say we locked him up in a production room with a six-pack old, you know, blue ribbon beer. Right. And this is what he came up right. with. <laughs> so people really figured that out, that it was the love fest. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, again, same thing. Listeners were so loyal to you guys and and wanted to listen every day and to hear that. And, yeah, Sonny is still there. I mean, yeah. she's still... She's, she's still been through about eight out. guys. Since I know, I right? I know, and I think so too. But she's you know, the Black she... Widow of radio. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Sonny, but it's true. When we come back, Andy O and I will talk about one of his favorite listeners of all time, and the time that Andy O's crazy morning show antics actually saved the lives of a Green Country family. And you know, Andy O loved to involve his family on the show. Now, his wife Michelle, the little general as he called her, hardly ever was on the show, but his sons were on the show. Re- reading lunch menus for the day, things like that. But we have a great piece of audio coming your way after the break uh, from the 90s with Andy O's son, Riley, talking about the upcoming presidential election. You don't want to miss it. It's pretty funny, too. Plus, we're going to be talking about Andy O's biggest influences in radio and what Andy O is up to now. Did you know that he's building banjos? Yeah, with a guy named Rob Bishline. We'll talk about Bishline banjos coming up on Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Don't take those earbuds out now. Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton returns in seconds. I'm Mo. And I'm Sheila Joe, And we're Mojo Merchandise. Mojo Merchandise was created by two friends with a craft passion. We love to make things as gifts like baby shower presents, wedding shower presents, party decorations, and balloon bouquets. There is nothing we can't do once we put our mind to we specialize in vinyl printed t-shirts, home decor signs, pillowcases, cups, and much more. If you have a favorite scripture or a mom saying you want on a t-shirt or sign, we've got you covered. If you have an idea or needing a gift, let Mojo Merchandise make exactly what you need. Love this episode of Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton? Invite and tell your friends about us. Share our episodes on your social media pages. You're it's listening to Behind the Mic show. with Rick Hampton. What's your name, young man? Riley. Riley what? Oatman, your son. Oh, that's right. So anyway, we got a big uh, presidential election coming up. Yeah, I know that. And you've been studying uh, presidents at school. And do you know who's the president right now? Uh-huh. Who? George uh, Bush. That's right. And he's getting ready to have a big presidential election. Do you know what that is? Yeah. What? Where people vote for a president. That's exactly right. And do you know who uh, George Bush is running against? Abraham Lincoln. No, no, it's not Abraham Lincoln. It's a guy named John... Quincy Adams? It's John Kerry. Yeah. Do you know what taxes are? Um, things where you have to get money. Like if you go to the store and something costs a dollar, then how much do you pay in tax? Two dollars? That's about right. So anyway, the president has to collect all our taxes and decide how to spend it. Where do you think he should spend all those millions and millions of dollars on? Um, uh, the homeless? The homeless? Yeah. More toys for kids. I love you, Riley. I love you, too. 
a presidential bit from the 90s from the Andy O Show with his young son, Riley, at the time. And family has always been a part of your morning show. But you were telling me earlier that the listener involvement was a huge part of your radio morning show. Got a favorite story about a listener? I would say one of my favorite listeners, I don't know about stories, but one of my favorite listeners was a guy named J.R. that used to call from Muskogee, and he had a, a Dr. Pepper drinking dog named Miss Piggy. <laughs> Do you remember that? I do remember that. And, and, and he used to call me every morning, and, and he was real, you know, and he would talk about his Dr. Pepper drinking dog, Miss Piggy. So one year at the at the uh, family uh, picnic, we decided to feature uh, Jr. and his Dr. Pepper drinking <laughs> dog, Miss Piggy. And I think what we did is it seemed like it climbs a ladder, too. So we put a ladder up on the uh, Roland Ranch, the big RV, and put a Dr. Pepper on top of the Roland Ranch, and Miss Piggy walked up the ladder, you know, was tilted, and mm-hmm. climbed up the ladder and drank the Dr. Pepper and came back down the ladder. I thought that's, yes. hey, man, if you got listeners that right? will like, do that, then, that's, you know, you got the best listeners awesome. around, yeah. That's awesome. And here's another quick story that I, okay. I, I'll tell that, that that's not really funny, but it's another one that, that I remember, which these days is getting, you know, harder and harder. And that is, uh, I used to do a thing where I'd call and wake people up to just to wish them happy birthday or something. And people say, hey, call me and I'll call your husband or whatever and wake him up. Give him a birthday wake-up call, basically. And so this lady did. She told me she wanted me to call her husband and wake him up and wish him happy birthday. And it was like December 22nd or something like that. And I remember calling and waking him up. And he was real groggy. And he was like, oh, thanks. But yeah, okay, all right, thanks. Uh, wasn't that exciting a phone call or anything. And then I turned on the news that night or the next night. And there was this family that had had a carbon monoxide leak in the house. They, the guy, I was watching the story, and the guy said, we'd all been dead if it hadn't been for Andy O calling me and waking me up that morning to wish wow. me a happy birthday. And we noticed the carbon monoxide, and we all got out of the house. And, you know, the fireman showed up and said, if you'd have been in here another hour, you'd all been unconscious. You know? I have never heard that story before. And I before. remember thinking, wow, that's, you know, it's kind of fate, but, yeah. it, was, but it, <laughs> it worked out pretty good. So little did I know when I was acting goofy, we actually may have saved a life one time. <laughs> wow. That's awesome, though. Yeah. I mean, that's really neat. I, I had never heard that before. So we're saving puppy lives in part one and saving human lives in part two. Uh, you know, you were a legend to me in uh, country music radio, and I know that you had a lot. Let's talk about your uh, legendary influences in your career. Well, radio-wise, I grew up, like I said, with the people that worked at the radio station with my dad, and, and the, the old guys that worked there forever were my influences. I mean, guys that were similar to Billy Parker, but were in Wichita at the time, guys that had been at that age range, you know, in their 60s, but guys had been on the radio a long time or were entertainers, and there were several of them up at the radio station in Wichita, and, and those are the guys that influenced me. I mean, my dad, obviously, but being around those old radio guys, you know, mm-hmm. guys that first went on the air in the 50s and stuff, you know, and, and had that that style, and, and I grew up around those guys, and it's all I ever heard and all I was ever around. Guys, uh, I'll mention some, if there's anybody from Wichita I might know, like Terry Burford, Buddy Nichols, uh, Willie Wheelchair. There was a guy in a wheelchair. They right. had Willie Wheelchair. Which uh, I remember. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gary Hightower, who later went on and did, did XM, a satellite, or one of them. Uh, anyway, those, those are the kind of guys that I was really influenced by, you know, because I grew up around them. I was around them all the time, and it just old radio guys were a part of my you know childhood right. really so well and gary hightower just as a radio name anyway i mean really, yeah, you know, i mean yeah you're listening to gary hightower <laughs> yeah you know just i mean really come on hightower he's like yeah. oh, did you make that name up no it's right. really his name <laughs> <laughs> so anyway it's you know but, but my radio career i wouldn't change it for the world you know i've i've thought about getting back into it and even dabbled in it here and there over the last couple of years but 
I finally kind of decided that, you know, I just want to leave that body of work and the good times that I had and the mm-hmm. great people I worked with as it is and remember it as it was. Right. And, you know, now I'm a banjo mogul. So, <laughs> which, which I do want to talk about that as well, because I, just, yeah, that's I, what I, I, I want to know uh, more importantly, I, I know when you left the radio station, um, for the last time, yes. uh, which recently, I guess I heard they pulled you back in for just a little just while. A little bit. Uh, but, um, when you left the last time, Kind of set that stage for me just a little bit. Where were you, um, you guys, because uh, you and Michelle have been married now for... Uh, 25 years. 25 years, yeah. right. Yeah, 25 years. So, you know, what was the age of, you know, kids? Well, and I mean, you know... I mean, yeah, and- it was 2008 when I left the last time. And, and uh, my oldest son, who's 31 now, lives in L.A. He was already out of the house. And, and, and we had, you know, Riley, who was growing up, was a teenager at the time. He's in college now, but uh, really it just it got to be, I knew that it was coming, you know, we, we had a good run with Gene and Sonny, and I wanted to leave before they asked me to leave, mm-hmm. which I figured would happen at some point, because that everybody it did to everybody right. that we worked with at some right. point, yeah. you know, and I thought, you know, why not get out, because the first time I left, I, I didn't feel like I was ready to leave, and the second time I felt like, okay, I'm ready to leave now, so I actually gave him like six months and said, I'm going to leave in July or whatever it was, and felt like I had it out of my system, you know what I mean? And I still from time to time think, oh, I should go back and do this or that. But I had started the banjo company and the banjo business, which uh, with Rob Bishline, who builds the banjos, and, and it was doing well. And it was enough of a job where I needed to be there more. And I just thought this is a good time to make the transition. How did Bishline banjos come about? Kind of uh, the when I was in between the first time when I left, you know, about 2004, mm-hmm. before I'd gone back to KBOO, I was looking for something to do. And I wanted to start my own business. And um, I knew Rob. He'd worked at the Guitar House in Tulsa for 25 years. And it was building banjos out of his garage for his students. And some one of his students brought me his one of his band. I knew him, but I didn't know his work. And they had brought me one of his banjos and said, "Land, look at this banjo he built me in his garage." You know, and I was like, "Well, that's incredible work, just the craftsmanship and everything else." So I approached Rob and said, "Hey, you want to do this for a living instead of you know doing them out of your garage mm-hmm. and 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 that?" And he said, "Well, sure." So I said, "Well, let's build four or five models. Let's." go to some shows let's start a website and let's see what happens that was basically our sophisticated business plan <laughs> and um and he did and we did and we started getting dealers signed up and and we've got now we've got dealers all over the country and in europe and we sell banjos pretty much to you know all over the world mm-hmm. and uh he's now recognized this was of course you know 11 12 years ago and right. he's now recognized as one of the one of the best banjo builders in the country. You know, I can't say that I have anything to do with that. I, he pretty much, he builds and I run everything else, the marketing and mm-hmm. the customer, uh, you know, uh, customer yeah. service and all yep. that kind of stuff. But it's a great place to work. And it's, uh, oddly enough, it's across the street from the radio station. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like literally it's across, across the, highway. the highway from yeah. it. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's kind of ironic that I haven't moved very far, but, but it's a, a good business with good people. And the thing about, making musical instruments and we do lessons here too so everybody's always happy mm-hmm. they're happy to get their instrument they're happy to come in and play music and everybody's always in a good mood and that's kind of how i like to spend my time yeah <laughs> well and then and yeah, you're right i think that that is awesome i you know i know your dad played he was a banjo yeah, player played banjo and that's where my connection i'm not a banjo player but my dad did play banjo mm-hmm. and i remember him when he was learning he would that's how i learned to play guitar because he wanted somebody to play guitar with him with to him. accompany mm-hmm. him so he was working on Foggy Mountain Breakdown, and he's, he's 
taught me the G, E minor, C, and D chords. And he would sit there and go over that over and over and over. It'd be like an hour, and I'm sitting there playing the chords to it. And I'll be like, Dad, it's a school yeah, night. Can I, I go to bed? It. Yeah, it's a school night. It. <laughs> and at the time, I hated it. You know, I hated banjo. Oh, my gosh. But now I look back and I think, oh, man, what a cool time that he and I got to spend together doing something like that together. Right. And uh, I think that had something to do with my tendency to want to do this banjo right. business because it kind of had a piece of history in it for me. You know? Right. So What year did he pass away? He died in two, January of 2003. Yeah. Okay. He was 62 yeah. or just turned 63. and yeah. Too uh, young. Too young. Yeah. yeah. And my mom had died three or four years before yeah. that at 59, and neither of them ever drank or smoked, and, right. you know, I do both. So, right. you know, so I think, man, I better stop doing that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and I miss them a lot, but, but you know. I, yeah, I do too. Yeah. I, I mean, I really do. I, I um, and, and it's weird when you get into that situation, when you're in it, um, you know, like most of it, I find as I get older in life as well, I get to the point where I'm, you know, I appreciate things more. I mean, that's the whole purpose of the podcast was right. to, you know, so I wouldn't forget stories or wouldn't forget some things like that, but also to look back at, um, you know, opportunities that, you know, sometimes you wish you would have been a little more attentive because, mm. you know, man, I, I, I am going to miss this. You know, mm. I am going to miss these. You don't you know, realize what you don't realize what's going on sometimes yeah. until you look back on it and how good you have it or bad you have right. it or whatever until you look back on it. And and we had it pretty good. You know? We did. We yeah. had a great run. And I think so, too. I think I loved I, like I said, I loved uh, the radio ranch. I, I loved that uh, atmosphere. I learned a lot about radio uh, broadcasting and, and technical, too. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm doing doing similar work again uh you know doing well, production and the stuff, stuff you like learned and, yeah. is helping you in your in your life you it know is. What i mean and the same thing with me i mean dealing with listeners dealing with people has kind of helped me prepare me for what i do now you know i mean it all it all prepares us but i i just wanted to say thanks to you for doing this podcast because for those of us who were around in at kvoo during those years it's it's important to remember the stories and to uh, you know, uh, document them, if you will. So, you know, who knows? Maybe somebody will open up a time capsule in 100 years and say, oh, the Radio Ranch. Hey, what was that? that? Let's, yeah. let's listen to this, you yeah. know? So good for you, Rick. Don't go anywhere. More of the Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton podcast is next. Hey, Behind the Mic loyal listeners. Can you believe we are just two podcasts away from our 10th episode? I want to thank you for listening to Behind the Mic. And for our special 10th episode, I'm stepping out of the host role and will be in the special guest role talking about why I started Behind the Mic and my start in radio, as well as my alter ego, Big Daddy Stevens, and kind of how I got the name even. You don't want to miss any of that. The Behind the Mic special guest host will be my great friend Cher Kimiko from Fox 23 Channel 6 and Channel 2 fame. We'll take a look back at some of my favorite moments from Behind the Mic from the early episodes and talk about what the future holds for Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Tell your friends and family and share my podcast and Facebook page with them so they can follow along too. And thank you for listening to Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Behind the Mic Speed Round. Speed round.
We're back. All right, Andy. I know having spent so much time with you in radio, I know you've hosted this game before. This is the Behind the Mic Speed Round. It's very simple. We'll put 60 seconds on the clock. I'll ask you a series of questions. You give me your quickest answer. You'll be playing for a loyal listener of Behind the Mic. If you answer all the questions in under 60 seconds, then Amanda Hall from Sand Springs is going to walk away with a $20 gift certificate from our sponsor, Mojo Merchandise. We'll put 60 seconds on the clock, and time begins after I ask the first question. Are you ready? You never know what's going to come to my mind, so look Right, out. I know, right. Okay. If you could live anywhere on the planet, where would it be? Um, well, I would say Tulsa, Oklahoma with my beautiful wife, Michelle, because she's probably listening. That's a good answer. <laughs> what superpower would you choose? Oh, uh, I'd like to see uh, through people's clothes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Sure. No. Favorite favorite food? Uh, my favorite food is tapioca pudding. Ah. Favorite movie? Color purple. Ask permission or beg for forgiveness? Yeah, I'm pretty much a beg for forgiveness guy. Yeah. yeah I started yeah. saying, yeah. I've, I've been with you for a, quite right. a bit of your we career. We just talked about some of those things <laughs> we used to do on the radio, and let's do it and worry about the consequences later. Uh, nickname your parents used to call you? Andy Pandy. Uh, your biggest phobia? My biggest phobia is probably uh, needles. I, I, I drive by the hospital and just uh, I get sick just driving by the hospital. I, I do. <laughs> one last one here. Uh, if you had to choose a weapon to use for a zombie apocalypse, what would it be? Uh, it would be a banjo. banjo Did you ever see nice. the, the one with uh, Woody Harrelson where yes. he uh, killed the zombies with the banjo? Yes. Yeah. That, that, that banjo company even has a model now called the Zombie Killer. The Zombie Killer. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Well, as you can tell, you are a winner. You heard the little bell go off. You are a big winner. You finished all the questions in 60 seconds, and that also means that Amanda Hall from Sand Springs is also a winner. She picks up that $20 gift certificate from Mojo Merchandise, and I can't let you leave without talking about something. You mentioned it in the speed round of questions that your mom and dad used to call you Andy Pandy, and ironically enough, Naomi Judd later in life would... After we were married, of course. Of course. See, this is what she said. Well, mighty fine and a great big howdy, Tulsa. This is your old buddy, Naomi Judd. And right now, you're listening to a man that I was married to for a very brief period in the early 70s, (laughs) Andy O, right here on KVOO. Andy Pandy, you're a dandy. Man, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Andy O. Big Daddy Rick Hampton. Thank you, sir. Coming up on the next episode of Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Episode number nine is headed your way with Kent Jones. You know him from his popular national radio show, Totally Awesome 80s, and he can be heard daily in Tulsa at 100.9 Totally Awesome 80s. He's got some great stories from radio. He has been in the business for a long time. You don't want to miss that. And probably one of the strangest things you don't know about him. Uh, A lot of people don't know that I ride a unicycle. Although I did do that for PM Magazine one time. A six-footer, as a matter of fact. Taught myself just for the show. So that is probably one thing. Uh, Also, I ate cat food out of a dish when my brothers told me to pretend to be like a cat. So I still remember the taste, and it was not good. (laughs) (laughs) My conversation with Kent Jones will happen next time, episode number nine of Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Thank you for listening to the Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton podcast. Brought to you by Mojo Merchandise, your choice for customized tees, thermal tumblers, home decor, and more. Never miss a show by subscribing on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Join us next time as we go Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton.